Hey everyone, before we start, this episode is sponsored by Everyone and Their Mom. It's a podcast where a stepmom and a mom talk about their success in co-parenting and working together to share their secret formula on how they made it all work. They have came a long way to get to this point. Their lives took a divide, a collide, and crashed, and everything you can think of when you think of what co-parenting situation would be like. They made the most out of their blended family and also built a friendship in the midst of all. Being a parent is so rewarding, but it can also be messy at times. And co-parenting could be even harder. These two moms have learned how to do it together, somewhat functioning and, of course, happy. They talk about blended families, co-parenting, relationships, their day-to-day, also staying on top of what's going on in this world, and trending topics. The best part of it is 10% of their monthly earnings on Patreon goes into a domestic violence foundation. You can go stream everyone and their mom whenever you get your podcast. Thanks again to everyone and their mom for sponsoring today's episode. Go check it out. Okay, so so let's stop. Five, four, three, two, one. Welcome, everyone, to another episode of the Parenting Unknown Podcast. My name is Matt. Thanks again for listening for another week. And hopefully everything's going well with everyone, staying out of stress, staying out of anxiety, this, I don't know, loneliness that some people tend to have. So everything is going well. I mean, on my end, I mean, you can't complain. I'm thinking about doing another intro song because I had one started with my friend's band or genetic, which if you have time, go check them out. They're on pretty much all streaming platforms. Uh, check them out. I use them and then I use this other song and I don't know, I kind of feel like it's time to get another intro, which I'm going to keep the kids in the intro, of course. But I don't know, maybe using like a Kanye song, one of his beats, maybe something from the weekend. Obviously, I'm not getting no money for the podcast. So in terms of like, you know, legal matters or anything like that, I think I'll be good for a little bit, I think, hopefully. But I'll figure it out. And as for music episodes, I know I said I wanted to do a music episode once every month, hopefully the last week. And I do still eventually want to do them. But I think I'm just going to lay off of them just a little bit because I have been, believe it or not, I have been recording a lot. I have been editing a lot. I have been writing down a lot. And so, I mean, right now the music's not the last of, my, the last of what I'm thinking about. I got to a point where, I don't know, just one night I started writing, writing down all these ideas, topics for episodes, things I want to talk. Most importantly, things that came across in my mind that really stuck out to me that I've dealt with. Something happened to me, something that I witnessed and I want to just kind of get over in my life. And by the time I knew it, I've written down topics for another 30, 40 episodes. So I'm going to do the opposite of what I do. And that's just stick to one thing at a time. For me, I like to multiply and do different things. Like right now, I'm doing this podcast. I'm doing another picture, editing another picture. I have the whole schoolwork lesson for my son that I got to check out for the next day. I got... I'm trying to get this whole course done with data analytics that I'm trying to get through. So doing a lot of different things at once when the podcast is on subject, or you don't want to divert. And music is kind of a little divergence. Trust me, the music episodes were fun for me to do personally on my level because it was a little, little window, a little bit of glimpse of what I like, what I like to implement in my life and how some of these artists, some of the music, some of the songs have really affected me in my life. And why I really hold them to so dear in my heart. 
But I got so much topics, so much stuff I got to talk about, so much stuff that I'm writing now that I can't, can't stray away from it. So leading into this, this week's episode is going to be called, I left everyone, but no one has left me. And I hope you know, when I talk about my family, I'm definitely talking about the family I grew up with, my mother's side. And I mentioned, and talked about, you know, my father's side, my aunt. And that's what I talk about, like my family. It, it's confusing. I'm confusing myself. When I talk about these hard subjects, I mean about my family, my mother's side, not my father's side, my aunt and my, what, five cousins? I'm not talking about them. This is all the younger years where I guess it kind of really messed me up. <laughs> so just reference in the future or kind of confuse you because I say my, I don't talk to my family, but then I say my family in the, in the future self, it's, it's all a little bit extra. So my family. <laughs> but I mean, there's, there's times where I sit back and I close my eyes and I feel like I did when I was a kid. I mean, through the blackness, I can remember the smells, the sounds of the people I grew up around. I can feel, you know, the slap on my shoulder followed by, I love you. I could feel my aunt saying that. I could hear her saying that. And sometimes these random moments come from just being outside and Having the sun hit my face at a certain way, certain angle, a certain degree, and the wind hitting at a certain speed. And, you know, I could, I could hear the most joyous chuckles. But little did I know that I was covering up a huge amount of hurt during that. I can hear the talking and excitement of my little cousins. And I could feel the smile of motherly love that I, I never knew. And for this split moment in time, I could feel... I can feel like, and for this split moment in time, I can feel like I'm with my family all at once again. I mean, all the fun occasions rolled up on one happy, small fantasy's place. But you know, with that smile, it slowly turned into a frown. Then I remember, I remember reality. Those times, they're long gone. And to be honest, I feel guilty at times for in a sense, leaving. And I can honestly imagine the effect that it had on some of my family. I mean, but let's face it, it's all really my family's ever showed me. And that's the art of leaving. Even though it was hard, it really wasn't. It felt like a tent tied down to the earth while the windstorm kicks up and in, and throughout all those years, a line would get released. And when the last rope was let loose, I mean, I was gone. I mean, I look back, but I'm not going back. And then it makes me think about my family, my wife, my kids. Can I ever leave them? They are too much a part of me, to be honest. They are a little bit, it's a little bit hard for me to say because it reminds me of when I got married with my wife and, you know, we do wheel up. But it reminds you when you're up there getting married and you're trying to say your vows. And I remember my wife, she said a couple of her lines. And when it was my time, I couldn't talk. I tried and my voice started cracking and nothing came out. I just I couldn't do it. Started crying. And why? It was because person I was looking dead straight. I was looking at nobody else. I wasn't turning around, looking at friends, looking at was a pastor. I remember somebody. Uh, that was, you know, 
marinus giving us to do the process, I couldn't just, I couldn't look at anybody else but my wife. And with looking at that moment, it was just looking at her, looking at all the love that I've known and just getting ready for our future. And it was a joyous moment. I honestly, I wouldn't change it for the world. It was a joyous occasion and, but the words couldn't come out. They just really couldn't. I got choked up. I started crying. I just mowed and bawled a little bit. But, you know, my wife, my family, they, they knew. No, I should say my family, my friends that were there. They knew. Most importantly, my wife. She knew what I was trying to say just by the look in my eyes. And it was all worth it. So being them, being a part of me way, way, way too much. They are my oxygen. They're my love. They're my reason to smile and enjoy life. I mean, my, but my foundation, my, my personal foundation has a bunch of cracks in it. The foundation was built long before, long before I met my wife. And through the years, I've been laying down some duct tape to cover up those cracks. Not until now where I'm actually professionally patching things up, healing and building new found, healing and building new foundation. I mean, and that's so important for me because marriage, it was one, honestly, between marriage and my kid was a good year. But still, in that year, a lot happened in a, on a personal level. Then you start to let go of things. And once my son came, once that new foundation in life started happening, it's, you know what? I got to change things. I can't just patch things up and wait for it to crack again. And then something big comes and falls through the cracks or hits me or something. It was time to actually start healing up. But you know, with building this new foundation, layering things up, I still have little bits of the old one. So I look back at the ones that were part of my smiles, the cries, frustrations. I can see memories in my head so vividly like a movie. I think I'm going to wake up, but then, then I'm back. I'm not sure how I would act if I would see them now, to be honest. I mean, would I stay strong? Would I remember what I've built or would I just crumble? I remind myself that I remind myself of that and why I left. And all those were just this casualties in this process. And to be honest, 10 years have passed. It doesn't sound like a lot, but 10 years, it's a decade. And when I sit and think about things like this, it seems like forever. But to be honest, it's really just a blink of an eye. Time flows in between us as simple as a breeze. It's scary to think how things, it's scary to think how fast things can pass. And there's some fear that I wake up and all oh, this is a dream. But I know where reality is and I'm, I'm perfectly fine with it. But I guess there's part of me that uses the happy memories to nourish something inside. Maybe it's me talking to my inner child trying to heal. Maybe it's something that's trying to tell me, trying to say, get over it. Maybe it's both. I mean, it's possible my kids won't know my side. But if they do, will they meet? Are they going to be new people? Or are they just going to be the ones that still haunt my past? And I mean, just a couple of weeks ago... Maybe about a month. I was going to the market and I thought about going to my aunt's house. Then I thought, what aunt? I pretty much have only one aunt that I talked to and she's, you know, she's pretty busy in life. Working, going out, doing her own thing. She's living her life. I mean, but what was, what was I talking about? I stopped myself out of it. I don't, I don't know. I just thought that for a split moment I was in the past and I just, I guess I was just reliving a memory of me going into the market and just being like, all right, I got to go to my aunt's right now after. And for a split second, I was back there. And I just got to stay grounded in my reality. I mean, I, I do honestly wish things played out differently, but I mean, they didn't. It's easy to 
It's easier to live life in a fantasy, but it's more, it's honestly more damaging. I could sit here and say, we were perfect. Nothing could harm us. We were the perfect family. We never did anything bad. But then all, somebody could say, oh, well, why don't you talk to them? And then boom, that's when reality kicks in. It's like, oh, you know what? They weren't. So living in this whole fantasy, it could, it could be really damaging. Living with the ideas that never were, can never be, that can really cause a downward spiral. And that's a spiral that I've seen being traced down with drugs and alcohol. Still thinking of all this, there's some comfort in knowing that I came out. I keep memories of the good times best as I can remember. And sometimes those little memories keep me going. I do feel like I left them behind. And me being stubborn tells me to look back. I do feel like I've left them behind, but me being stubborn tells myself, don't look back. It's a world that I left behind, but it's a world that still stays with me in some weird way. It keeps me humble. It keeps me on my toes in parenting as a husband and as a person. And it's just one of those situations where I guess these little split times of me forgetting where I'm at. Well, not forgetting where I'm at, but these little splits and like old memories. It's, I guess it's me wanting more, wanting to heal certain things from my past that are not non-existent. But one thing in my family is we're just, we're real stubborn. We hold grudges for a long, long time. And like I said before, I'm only doing what I've ever been showed. Is that just to leave? Now, when my grandma was around, her two oldest kids ended up not talking for her for the past, I think, one, 15 years, 10 years of her life. And the other one was about six years. To what degree those reasons are, I have no idea. My aunts are still fortunately alive. Is this something that I'm going to ask them? I think not. One's in the mid-50s, the other one's in early 60s, early to mid-60s. And I just something I don't want to stir up. I honestly don't. So I think just me, I think I'm okay just me wondering why. Some things are just better left unsaid, right? So he had those two daughters. And then my other uncle was big in the stealing, big in the drugs, and... He left. He was out for about a good 10 years. And just other members of my family just been alienated for X amount of time. And it's just something that I guess I just felt like that's just what you do. So it was time I had this whole disagreement with my family and my uncle. It was just easier just to walk away and not look back. And there has been some kind of attempt in contact. But it's not really like, hey, how are you doing? Or are you okay? Or like, hey, let's talk about things. It's more of a oops. I'm sorry, I didn't mean to send you this imitation my 50th birthday. I do apologize. Or it's a, hey, I heard your aunt was telling you about my problems and I apologize for it. Just a little of those examples, which I kind of look at them and I just shake my head. And it's just as much as I would, I would love to everything to be all perfect and it's just not there. Could it be? I don't know. Like I said, I'm too stubborn to even want to give it a chance. So I'm just going to sit here. No, I'm not going to sit here. So I'm just going to be here in my space, continue to do what I'm doing because it is working. And if I do ever get those memories, those split like recollections of my past, I mean, I just have to accept them and try to look in the good. Is that going to be enough for me to be like, you know, hey, let's go talk or I have no idea. Like I said, I'm stubborn and this could take time. So me doing these things, I don't know if it's going to be a trigger I know it's going to be me more questioning to my past, really dissecting it and determining if I should talk to them, if I should not talk to them. And regardless of what I do, my wife's behind me 
Would we be cautious if we do talk to them again? Of course. Of course. And I think now I'm at more position on myself that I'm more braver to talk up, to speak out. Not to mention, speak up and protect my kids. Because let me tell you before I stopped this episode, the other day we were at the park. Kids are playing. And when we go to the park, sometimes the kids find other kids to play with a little bit more of their size, maybe lay at their age range, and then they go off. Usually it's my girl who likes to do that. She's always the first one to find Fred and they just do her playing. Well, this particular day, it was the opposite. My son was playing with, you know, whatever kids he was playing with. And my girl, she's just, I want to play by myself. We said, okay, it's fine. You go do you. So in this playground, there's just like this little like clear dome that the kids could look out of. So she was sitting there with the little kitty cat. And these two boys came up to her, maybe around in the ages of like eight and 10. And they both had they, these little plastic guns. And what they were, they were those little guns that shoot off rubber bands. So I'm watching her because whenever we go to the park, especially now with my wife, if one of, the, one of us is with one kid, the other one's with the other. So my wife was with my boy in the swings. And I was watching Mia from, you know, a good distance because, you know, you want to watch them, but you want to be up there at. So we're right there watching them. And I could see they're telling her something. And she looks at them. She says, no. And then what happens? The one little boy shoots at my daughter with a little rubber band. And it hits her because she starts crying. So I yell at her, like, Mia, come here. And those little boys took off running. So I said, fuck this. I kept my eyes looking at them. And I started walking towards them where they ran, went to run their parents. And I do feel bad in a sense because my girl was crying and she, she wanted somebody to help them. Somebody to help her. So she was running, running after me. And my wife was pushing my son and she was saying, you know, Mia's behind you. And I said, I know. And then she looked at me and said, you know, oh, and the parents were right behind my wife. And I tell him, hey, your kid just shot at my daughter. And the little boys are like, no, 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 I didn't. And the moms are like, you know, what's going on? I told them, you know what? They were standing there. My daughter was at the little dome and I guess they wanted to play. They said they wanted to play and she said no. So they took it upon themselves to shoot her. And it wasn't like an accident because they took off running. And you didn't even tell the boys were like scared, trembling. I'm a, I looked at one of the kids. I'm like, dude, it's not right. It's a little kid. You don't just do that to little kids because they tell you no. If you don't like something, go do something else. Go figure something else out. And the mom looked at the kid and she looked at me and she looked at the kid. She said, did you do it? And the kid said, no, I didn't do nothing. And I said, you were standing right. And I pointed out exactly how they were standing and they just stood quiet. And I looked at him, I'm like, Yancey, you didn't need to apologize. So the kid said, sorry. And I said, no, 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 not to me. Apologize to my little girl. And by that time, my wife already had my girl. She was crying and the kid yelled out, sorry. But I mean, Mia's not going to hear it. She's too busy in her feelings, her emotions. She was crying. And then the parents looked at me, apologize. But I'm talking to you calm right now about it. But in the moment, keep in mind, this big 6'1", 300 plus pound guy Shaved head with the beard, had my glasses on. So, yeah, I was a little bit more intimidating. That's just a little kid. And I do feel bad because they kind of scare him, but I mean, kids got to learn. It was an accident. Cool. If it was an accident, they would have stood there and said, you know, I'm sorry. But the fact that they ran, it was a little bit more than an accident. You know what I mean? So, when it comes to like, let's say if we go talk to our family, my family, and something said, something happens, I mean, I'm more confident in myself now that I'm not going to just stay quiet like I would have 
15, 16 years ago. It'd be a lot different. It'd be a lot. Of, it's a bigger game now. So do I want to do that? Do I want to put myself in that position where I'm going to blow up in their face? And like I said before, up a couple of episodes, give my uncle a heart attack and cause him to die. I don't, I don't want none of that. So it's a big peace of mind. Just stay away. And I guess these wantings, these trips, these little mental, like, you know, reminiscence, I just got to take them for what they are. Just remembering the good memories, remembering my life, because I don't want to get dragged back again. So thanks again for listening for another week and until next time.